Porsche, Ford GT, Ferrari, Corvette. The battle is on for the EMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship at Virginia International Raceway. See who wins during the Michelin GT Challenge, August 23rd through 25th. Tickets include pit access so you can rub elbows with the drivers and be there as the green flag drops. Located near Danville, Virginia, free to ages 16 and under and active military. Includes free parking. Tickets at VIRnow.com. That's VIRnow.com. Virginia International Raceway. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I am Latanya Moore, and I am here with uh, Charmaine Stevens. I told you guys. Right. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Okay, y'all know I am we Latonya always have to get Moore, set up. And I am here with uh, Charmaine. Okay, so I told you guys that we were going to be uh, coming back, and we were going to be talking about this whole thing uh, as far as. Uh, tax schemes that that people use to avoid paying taxes, and so you guys know that I am not the foremost uh, as expert as, on this, uh, and uh, so I have to make sure that I bring people on that can that can help you uh, understand what you need to do and what you don't need to do. So, Charmaine, welcome. Hello, good morning, everyone. Stand. What you need to do and what you don't need to do. So, Charmaine, welcome. Hello, good morning, everyone. So, okay, last time you, you and I talked about uh, so, Charmaine, this. Welcome. We had you on the show. I'm trying to. Hello, it's something. I'm getting some everyone. feedback. Okay, can you hear me, Charmaine? Can you? I hear can me? hear you, but I'm hearing that feedback also. Okay, you may need to mute your uh, Facebook feed. Okay. Technical difficulties, guys, just hold on. Hey, Dale. Hey, Cedric. Thank you for joining. Um, good morning. Good morning. How about now, Charmaine? That's a whole lot better. Okay, awesome. So today, uh, you guys know yesterday I talked to you guys a whole lot about getting paid under the table. And please like, share, comment. Uh, Charmaine is here. She's going to be answering questions for us live. So I'm really excited. But, you know, we talked about yesterday about being paid under the table. There are always so many schemes every year that people employ so that they can either avoid paying taxes. Some people, unfortunately, are trying to do things like avoid paying child support or spousal support. They may want to just try to get some more get some more money and they just don't do this stuff the right way. So I wanted to bring Charmaine back because she is our tax professional. Uh, she does a lot with people and their personal income taxes. So I wanted to bring her on to talk about some of these issues. So thank you so much, Charmaine, for being with us today. No problem. You're welcome. I'm actually honored to be back on the show again this morning. Awesome. So I know I mentioned a, a list of things and I know you and I have talked extensively about all the things that people do to just try to get out of paying for, you know, paying income taxes, or sometimes they do this to try to avoid some other legal obligations. Tell us about some things that, that you've seen. Um, actually, in the tax industry, I have seen so many different things where people try to um, negate or 
get themselves out of the way of paying their taxes. Um, I've seen things from reporting little income, not reporting all of your income. I've seen things from erroneous deductions. Um, I've just seen so many different things where people try to go in and do whatever they can to avoid paying their taxes. And um, as I said before, when we were talking, it's only a matter of time before it comes back and get you. It may be 12 months, it may be three years, but they will find it and they'll come back. And the penalties and interest, as I always say, it's just not worth it. Absolutely. And thank you guys so much for joining. Uh, We just had uh, David and Kimberly join. Thank you guys so much for joining Charmaine and me this morning. This is a very, very uh, interesting topic, Um, but it's also something that is near and dear to the both of us because, again, we promote operating in integrity. So we want to help you guys. Just don't do it. You know, I always say that. Any Any of you that watch my live feed or definitely any of you that work with me, I will tell you straight up if it's something that you should or, or should not do. And I'm very honest about that. And I know that Charmaine operates um, in the same manner. But thank you guys so much uh, for joining us. Now, you mentioned something, uh, again, Charmaine, in our, in our last time that we, that we had you on, you were talking about all the different ways. And, and explain to our viewers, when you say interest and penalties, help them understand how serious this is. Just a typical situation, Um, if you file a return, the return is not accurate or there are um, deductions on there, they're not supposed to be there. And if you've avoided, let's say you've avoided $5,000 in um, taxes that you actually will owe. By the time they catch up with that, you're going to be looking at interest. You're going to be looking at about 20% in penalties. And uh, before you know it, that $5,000 $5,000 will have easily doubled to around nine to $10,000. So it's, as I say, it's not worth it to put things on your return that are not accurate. Um, they're go- you're going to pay the money if they have to levy your job, if they have to, which is most of you would know about garnishment. Um, if they have to take property, your bank accounts, literally, and I know this sounds far-fetched, but you're firstborn. They're coming after everything except for that. So it's, it's just, it's not worth it to put all of these things on your return. The businesses that you don't have um, receipts for, if you put in things that you're going to school and you're really not, it's so much that I see people try, attempt to put on their return and it's not accurate. So just, just don't do it. You can always get a decent refund with just doing what you're supposed to do. Operating with integrity. That's my number one goal here at Stevens Premium. We operate with integrity. And I love the fact that that you're saying that. And, you know, I told you that I think that's admirable because I know people that have said, thank you so much, Krista. I know people that have said, well, I'm going to get my taxes done over here with so-and-so because I need to get a lot of money back. Tell us, tell us about the, the, the reason why you really shouldn't do that. Here's the thing. I know that there are a lot of people that will skip over me and go to other tax tax professionals just in my area alone, not to mention all over the country. But it's just, it's not the smart thing to do because granted, you you may potentially get that money back. You may. Um, But here's the thing. When you get that money back, now you've got to worry about the next several years because not only will you owe that money back, you're also going to owe the penalties and the interest on it. 
And they may even go as far as taking what's called your earned income credit away from you. They could disallow that for up to three years, meaning that for three years, you won't get credit for earned income, which includes your children. So technically speaking, you're basically saying, hey, I'm going to go and get this money. But the next three years, I won't be able to claim my children or get a credit for them. So you have to ask yourself, you have to weigh the pros and cons to see, is it really worth it? And on top of that, now you always have this red light over your head when it comes to filing your taxes. You, you basically are red flagging yourself for the IRS to say, hey, let's question every single thing that's on this return. So as I say, it's, it's just not worth it. And you're actually opening yourself up to an audit as well. So let me ask you this, though, because you, you've talked a lot about earned income credit. How much is that earned income credit? It varies um, pretty much from, from year to year. The last couple of years, it's been around the range of between 42 and 4,700, but that, that's the max. Now, however, that is based on your adjusted gross income. So basically that means a person that makes typically from 14,000 up until about around 20, $21,000, they'll see the bulk of the, them being able to get their earned income credit. Um, the more you make, the less of that earned income credit you will receive. So, and, and I wanted you to bring that up so that people really understand what we're talking about. If you happen to be in that lower income bracket, like what Charmaine is saying, you are risking the opportunity to have a almost $5,000 credit to get what? An extra eight or $900 back, number one. Number two, you're also risking the chance that you cannot even file for that credit for a number of years because you decided to really go to the wrong person or, or scheme or whatever it is that you were trying to do just to get a few extra dollars on this particular year's tax return. And thank you for, for bringing that up. And, and I really want people to really understand because yesterday on the show, again, we talked about being paid under the table. This goes right along with that. When you go to somebody that's, that's not reputable because you know that you're trying to get the extra dollars because you know that they're going to uh, fudge the numbers or they're going to ask you about stuff that you know you should not even try to, to deduct on your taxes, you are running that same risk that we talked about yesterday. The risk of, and I know like you were saying, levy. What, let, let me, let's, just, let's just break it down. Levy means take. Levy means restrict access. So what did she say? Bank accounts. They can restrict access to your bank accounts. They can restrict access to, uh, they can actually file a lien on your property. All of these things are things that you have to think about when you're trying to get those extra dollars. I mean, am I, am I making this up, Charmaine? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. A lot of people don't understand how serious this is. They don't understand the magnitude of your earned income credit being disallowed or being taken away. Um, they don't understand how when the IRS comes after you, they come after you with a force like you've never seen. They take everything and they won't stop until they get their money. And that's just, there's no other way around it. And and here's here's something I want everybody to understand as well. These things that we're talking about can even happen to people, unfortunately, that do everything right. That's like, that's why in our, in our last interview with Charmaine, she talked about when you get that tax return back, you better look at it. You better read it. You better review it because you also want to make sure that everything that you said is what that person put down. 
Because if you're not looking at it, they can still go in. This is why you deal with a reputable person. But they can still go in and put in things that weren't in there, especially if their fee is based on some type of percentage or the amount of money that, that you're getting back. What are some ways, Charmaine, that people can even guard against that? So let's say we're talking about the people that are trying to do everything right and they think that they're doing everything right. What are the, the areas on that tax return that they need to pay the most attention to? Um, I would say when you get your return, first of all, when you go into a tax professional um, and sit down with them, you are supposed to get paperwork. I cannot stress that. Yes, you are supposed to get paperwork and not two or three pages. You're supposed to get an entire packet, which includes your EIC worksheet, which is the earned income worksheet. It includes your 1040. It includes your authorization for them to electronically file your return. It includes every single deduction that's on there. So with all of that said, you look at that. Usually, if you flip over to your 1040, page one and two, that's going to summarize every deduction, every credit that's been on that return, that's been placed on that return. So if you look on there and you see numbers where it says business loss and it's in parentheses and it's $15,000, $30,000, you've got to say, hey, wait a minute. Do I have a business? Did I give them receipts for this business? Am I going to be able to prove this? And you should be looking at this before you leave the office because when you walk, sign your name and walk out of that door, that return is gone to the IRS and you are responsible for it. And just, I, I, I'm sorry to interject. And when what she's talking about, you have also, along with that person, certified that everything is true and correct to the best of your knowledge. That's Absolutely. why they can hold you accountable. Uh, thank you so much, Tanya and Gay and Clinton for, for joining us. Please like, share, comment, ask your questions. Because again, we're, we're really serious about this whole thing because... Uh, and, and, and let me just stress this, and I know I've shared this with Charmaine, and there are other people that, that know about this. When I was saying earlier about, listen, you can do everything right. I was one of those people. I did everything right. I reached out to, uh, uh, I, I mean, I, I kept up with things. I had my receipts. I made sure that everything was right. But there was an oversight by the tax professional that I was using at the time, not the wonderful, great, fabulous person that I use now, but at the time, uh, I had a situation where there, there was an oversight. And because I didn't make it a point, even myself, this was years ago, but I didn't make it a point to really review the, the tax return. <coughs> I even questioned the person more than once about the amount of the return because it was an amount that I never received before. Uh, but I trusted that person because they had done my taxes. They had, they had so-called helped me out. But... Three or four years later, I received a, a letter with a tax bill that was right at about $20,000. Then the person would no longer, they, they wouldn't call me. They wouldn't help me out of the situation. And so th that's how I discovered the person that I'm working with now, because the, all these years ago, they helped me out of that situation. But not just that, they were able to educate me about the things that I should be doing on my own, which are some of the same things that Charmaine is saying today. We have to be vigilant. We have to make sure that we do not give other people control over our livelihood. And trust me, that's exactly what you do when you don't pay attention to those tax returns. Now, I gave my testimony for the day. <laughs> Charmaine, 
tell them if, if they are in a situation where they've had their taxes done, they did not get the paperwork, get any paperwork, like you mentioned, what are the things that they should do at this point? Or is there anything that they can do at this point? Typically, if you've done, if you've dealt with a reputable tax professional, you are able to go back to that person. Um, from in my, for me, from my business, I'm here year round. I don't open up for four months and you can't reach out to me after that. I'm here. I'm accessible. So you should be able to go to that person and say, hey, you know, I need my paperwork. I need to see what's on my return. That person should also be able to answer any questions that you may have regarding that return. Um, it's literally like dissecting your tax return with a fine tooth comb. You need to go through there, see what's in there. If you don't know, ask. And if there's any objection, if there's any hesitation, then that's a clear sign. There's a clear indication that something is wrong. So it's, um, I, I myself, I do free consultations. Um, most reputable tax professionals will do a free consultation, sit down with you and look over what's on your return. Um, and then if you find erroneous errors, if you find mistakes, then at that point, it's best to do something about it. Don't just let it linger, even if you just filed it this past tax season or the past two tax seasons, always try to get the problem fixed before they find it. If the IRS finds it, nine times out of 10, you're going to have a really serious issue. Thank you, Kelvin, um, for joining as well. Thank you, everybody that is just joining live. Please ask your questions. Again, Charmaine is here to answer those questions. Uh, we are going to be answering questions all day. We're going to be monitoring this page um, all day. For those of you that, that have questions that you don't want to put uh, out in, in the open in the comments, which I certainly understand, you may reach out to us and let us know uh, through the inbox, and we will make sure to, to answer those questions. So I want to point out uh, just, just really quickly, so we, we've talked a lot about that, and I think you know it boils down to just being vigilant. Always be willing to check behind somebody, even if they're a professional. This is something that, and I know people, uh, people think that, and, and I see this actually with being an attorney a lot, that people will say, well, I never ask the questions. Like when they come to me after something has happened, I would say, well, did you ask them this? Or what did they say about this? And they will tell me they just didn't ask. We do have a question on the floor. Uh, someone asked, will the lottery still be taxable? I'm sorry, can you repeat that question again? They asked, will the lottery still be taxable? Yes. And here's the thing with the lottery. Um, I'm going to go into a little bit more detail regarding the lottery. If you win the lottery, you have to report that. Don't win the, win the lottery, get the money and not report that on your taxes. I have so many people that I see that they win that money, they don't report it, and then they end up getting a letter regarding that. Um, also, if you play the lottery, you are entitled to deduct the percentage of that um, as loss, as gambling losses. Um, there, there are also other stipulations regarding that, but um, I know that wasn't, I know you didn't ask for all that to be answered, but yes, there are credits that you can take, but it's also important to report if you do win. And, and that's great information to know because I, I'm going to tell you, I never would have thought that there was uh, uh, any type of deduction or, or any type of loss. Thank you so much for joining us, Michelle. Uh, I would never have thought that there, that there was any, any credit or anything that they were going to give for, for gambling losses. So 
that's that's really great. Well, let me ask you this: Does that also work with the casino? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is considered a gambling loss. And as I say, with any deduction, you have to have the proof. I'm not going to take your word for it. I'm sorry. It's not that I don't trust my clients, but I have to have the proof to protect myself as well as them. So um, if anything ever comes into question, I can pull this out and say, hey, here are the losses. These are the amounts. This is the month and the year. And it was during the year that it was supposed to be um, filed. So it basically protects and covers you. So yeah, you have to have the proof. But as long as you have the proof, you are able to claim that. Awesome. So let me ask you this too, because I know that we, it, it's so much in this and, and I know you're probably going to get, going to get tired of uh, being on this, but I, I, I want to shift for just a second. And I really want to talk about, uh, again, guys, please ask questions. Um, we are taking them right here in real time. Those of you that are watching on the replay, you can still leave your questions. We will be monitoring this feed all day today. Uh, you can also send us inbox questions, but I wanted to talk a little bit about, um, let's talk about the issue of child support because I see this a lot. I see it on mm -hmm. both sides. So the question becomes, how, how does child support affect your income tax? Um, actually, child support affects your income tax in um, quite a few different ways. The main um, number one thing that I see is if I have a client that comes in and I'm sure they ha have to know that they owe, um, owe child support. So what happens is that if you owe child support and you are currently in default, um, that actual return that you was expecting, it will be taken. It will, it's called an offset. And what happens is they take that tax return from you and they send it to the state, like typically, for example, I'm in Georgia. So in Georgia, they will hold that return, um, I want to say 120 days. And what they do is they hold that for any type of discrepancies or any errors. So let's say if you just pay that um, child support back current, but in lieu of you paying it, it wasn't enough time to notify the offset treasury division so they still ended up taking your tax return so that's the purpose of them holding that return however if you actually owe they're going to take that return so don't think that well you, you know you're going to file your return and you're going to um, avoid not paying your child support because you are obligated to pay it and they will take they will take your return and and listen people this is not a reason not to get paid. You know, we talked about this yesterday about getting paid under the table. That's not a reason to do that. The other side of it is that I know when there, there are divorce decrees in place, so you have alimony, you have child support, there are certain things like daycare, there are certain things like medical expenses and all of these things that oftentimes come out of a divorce settlement. How does how does child support rank? Like, for example, it, can you deduct child support as an expense like you would daycare or any of those things? Daycare can be deducted. Any um, educational, continuing education um, expenses can be deducted. But child support itself, no, that cannot be deducted. Contrary to what anyone else tells you, that cannot be deducted. Okay, now we also have a question 
uh, this is from a person who typically does their own taxes. And they are saying, what I really want to know is what are my best resources for staying abreast of amendments to the tax law from year to year? I find a lot of people that I run into say, hey, I don't need a tax professional because I do my own taxes. Um, if you have a job at Zaxby's or a fast food restaurant or somewhere where you're making ten, twelve thousand dollars um, and all you have to do is just file just this 1040 easy. Great. That's not a problem. But when you are making twenty five, thirty thousand dollars and on up, um, it's important to consult with a tax professional because here's the thing. There's over four to five hundred credits. And as a tax professional, a true tax professional, it's our job to know every last one of those credits. It's our job to also be aware on any updates regarding those credits. So um, to answer your question, it's, it's very hard. As This is my profession. This is what I do full time. I don't have any other job. This is my full time job. So. I, I'm constantly making myself knowledgeable. I'm constantly going to trainings. I'm constantly updating myself on all the different tax laws. But as a person that files their one return every year, I'm just going to be honest with you. It's very, very hard. You can go on the IRS website and you can sign up for their updates. But um, if you're not really just educating yourself on every tax law that comes out, it's going to be fairly hard for you to be able to be aware of what you can and cannot claim from year to year. The the other thing about, about tax law is that it is very convoluted. It's just like any other law, any other regulation. It is very, very, very convoluted. Um, I always promote working with a, a professional. Uh, but again, I know lots of people that do their taxes every year. Uh, thanks for joining, David. I know lots of people that do their taxes from, from year to year. Uh, they don't have a problem, but guess what? If there's ever an audit, if you're ever in a situation like the situation that, that I mentioned earlier, even if you do your own taxes, how are you going to get yourself out of that situation? And oftentimes it's going to cost a whole lot more for that tax professional to now come in and look through five years of returns and five years of the things that, that you've done, uh, that you've done your, done yourself. But I think the direct answer is there are a lot of trainings out there, right? Charmaine, that people can go to if they want to give, give her an idea of maybe the cost of some of those trainings that you go to every year. Um, I would say the minimum is around 200 and upwards of about $500. And that's, Per training. And so that's how many times a year, though? Um, the huge one, the IRS forum, that's once a year. Um, however, um, usually in major cities, you can find one at least once a month. That's going to be like a continuing education. There's always on online webinars that you can attend. Um, there's a lot of free resources out there, um, as well as a lot that you pay for. And I feel like as a tax professional, it's an investment back into myself, my clients, and my business because I can't knowingly sit in front of any client that comes in here and not know what I'm talking about or not be able to help them as, as best as possible. So it's, um, to me, yes, it's, sometimes it could be a lot, 
but at the same time, I feel like um, it's worth it in the long run. And, and that's great advice. In the comments, guys, I put the direct website to the IRS, which is irs.gov. It is a very confusing website. Mm -hmm. I tell you, for, for people that don't like to read a whole lot of words, it's not the website for you. But, but for, for people that are, that are doing their own taxes, these are some things that you need to, to really, this is a, a website that you may want to familiarize yourself with as well, because they will put out what the new regulations are going to be, but there's typically not a plain language discussion about it right there on the website. So you are going to have to seek out a lot more resources. I mean, my thought process is, is this, if you're going to pay, let's say $500, for example, to go to an IRS training so that you can learn to do your own taxes, you may as well pay somebody $300 to do them. Yes, it, it, it's sort of like because one thing about it, a lot of those trainers, they are not free. It's very difficult because on these webinars, you can't ask questions. Usually they're on demand. But I would say check out the IRS.gov website. Um, if you do have some questions that, that you cannot answer, I would encourage you to reach out to a tax consultant like Charmaine for guidance and, and for more, you know, more direct, for more direction uh, with doing doing your taxes. Now, one other area I want us to I want us to cover that I've seen on a scheme is, uh, and I know we're talking about tax schemes, uh, is that uh, this this whole thing about like tithes and offerings, and this isn't a, a religious discussion, um, but I've seen that there are more and more people that are that are claiming tithes and offerings and givings and charitable deductions because they understand that this is this is a a full deduction. Talk with us a little bit about what you've seen in your practice that gets people into trouble with that. A lot of times I have people say, well, um, for example, hey, I pay X amount of dollars every time I go to church. Okay, great. So where's your format <clears throat> that your church would have given you um, to, to show those deductions that that should be just on a standard? Some churches, they print it out, they give it to you, it has a tax ID number on it. It has your amount that you've paid for out, throughout the year. Um, oftentimes I find people that go to other places um, to get their taxes prepared. They do, the, they basically max out on the charitable contributions because they are aware that that not only raises their federal return, it also um, really raises a significant amount on the state return. But here's the thing to that. If you don't have that proof, um, the state is cracking down on it. The IRS is also more so the state. If you don't have that proof for those tithes and offerings that you're saying that you're getting, do not put that on your return. Um, don't even bring that up to your tax professional. Um, and then the flip side of that, on the tax professional end, don't take someone's word for it. It's not that you're saying that you don't trust your clients, but it's just all about handling things with integrity. If you don't have the paperwork in front of you that proves that credit and what they're saying, don't put it on there. It's only going to hurt you. It's only going to hurt them. And it's just going to make your client upset. And, you know, that that brings on more issues. So just don't put it on there because just because it raises that refund, that's a temporary uh, money. Because when they have to pay that money back, you're going to be looking at penalties, interest, and it's just it's not worth it. So as I say, with the um, 
with the tithe and offering and charitable contributions, even if you go and give a bag of clothing to Goodwill, they're going to give you a card. They're going to give you the value of it at that time, and they're going to sign off on it. If they don't have that card with the with that information on there from Goodwill, don't put it on the return. United Way does the same thing. They'll send you a statement. So every reputable charitable donation that you give will give you proof. It's just a matter of you um, producing that to the tax professional. And here, here's the thing. So <clears throat> at, the, at the end of the day, if you are not getting in, if you are giving money, let's say in a religious environment and you are not getting any type of statement, that's questionable, number one. But what she's saying is if you don't have a record showing that you've given this, you do not want to try to deduct that on your taxes because if it ever comes back, you have to prove that, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. We have a, a another uh, comment. It says, good morning, ladies. Thanks for having this forum. This is a question for Charmaine. It says, I really love your work ethics. Are you accepting clients who are not local to you? I would, I really would be interested in obtaining your services in the near future. Please provide your business contact. Thanks in advance. So you can answer the question. And I'll, I'll type your information right here as you go, Charmaine. Great. Well, it's an honor um, to even be considered. Uh, I take every client that comes to me. Um, if it's in the middle of the year, if it's during tax season, I'm honored um, to have any client that entrusts me to take care of them and their tax professional needs. Um, yes, I'm open to new clients. I'm open year round. I mean, as she said, she'll put my contact information in um, the comments. But I, I do let any client that I take aboard, I let them know that I'm firm. However, I'm always here. If you need me, if it's July, if it's October, if it's February, if you need me, pretty much every one of my clients has my personal cell phone number. Um, and I'm just that loyal because I want to make sure that you're not feeling that, oh, she's just here for four months out of the year or three months out of the year, take my money, and then I'm not going to hear from her. So, um, yes, I, I'm taking new clients. I take new clients every day, year round. And um, here's the thing. I'm not perfect. I don't know every single thing there is to know. I continuously, that's why I continuously educate myself on a regular basis. But if I don't know, I, I'm the one that I'm the tax professional that I'll sit you down in my office and we'll get on the phone with the IRS together. And we'll get the issue resolved. I've done it several times before. And, and I don't mind calling the IRS because I don't have a reason to hide from them. Um, I feel like if I contact them as well as the state, if I keep a good line of communication with them, that lets them know that, hey, this is a business that's operating with integrity. And they're not just going to erroneously put something on someone's return. So, yes, I definitely love to assist you. And I place Charmaine's uh, Facebook fan page and all of her contact information is there. Uh, the, the great thing about it is that everything's out there. You can reach out to her uh, directly. Uh, like she said, she does take clients from, from other places. I'm not sure, uh, you know, on, on the extent of the services, but if you go to her page, uh, she does a lot of things. So that's really awesome. Another question um, before we wrap up is what's the best way to get in the tax business? <laughs> you know, and I wish we had more time to, because I wanted to touch that topic and W-2 topics. But um, 
Just a couple of seconds to try to sum this up. If you are getting into the tax industry because you think it's a lot of money to be made, don't do it because you're only going to set yourself up to have a record, to have a lot of stress, to have a lot of heartache, and you're going to end up in a situation that you won't be able to get out of. If you're passionate about helping people, about changing the attitude towards tax season, if you're willing to help, if you're willing to extend yourself beyond measures regarding helping clients with taxes and with just the tax professional business as a whole, then great. Join a board. I love to talk to you one-on-one and show you how to get into this business. But I say time and time again, do not get into the tax industry because you think that there's a lot of money to be made. You, you just don't join it for that reason. And, and that's, a, that's a great point because you have to think about, you have to really th- think through any business. Those of us that, that are in these types of professions, we typically carry like malpractice insurance, which is common, uh, but they call it errors and, omis- oh, errors and omissions insurance, which isn't cheap. So these, it depends on what you mean by tax business. If you're talking about being a tax consultant, if you're talking about being a tax preparer, if you're talking about doing like education outreach, helping people understand their taxes, if you know, it, it, it's a lot of different aspects. And, and I just wanted to bring that up. And so that's why Charmaine was saying there, there's a lot about that. Um, and again, you may reach out to her through her Facebook fan page and, um, she can set up a time to talk really more in depth specifically about your particular situation, because that's going to be what is probably going to be most valuable to all of you. For those of you that are joining live, thank you so much. We do have quite a few. uh, We probably have about five minutes left for those of you that want to ask additional questions. I know Charmaine wanted to touch on one additional topic for those of you that are watching on the replay Thank you so much for watching. We will be monitoring this. Like, share, comment. We will be monitoring the page all day today uh, for questions. Uh, So Charmaine, you wanted to touch on one other thing with regard to W-2. So in the few minutes that we have left, um, I want you to go give you the opportunity to do that. Thank you so much, Latanya, for giving me that time because this topic is so near and dear to me and because I've dealt with it so much and here recently more often than not. Um, here's, here's the thing with W-2s. When you work a job, your employer will give you a W-2. That W-2 is going to have your wages on there as well as, as well as any federal and state deductions, meaning basically federal taxes and state taxes that have came out. When you get your taxes done, please, please, please make sure that your W-2 the numbers on your W-2 match the paperwork that's been printed out and given to you and that you've signed. Do not sign that paperwork if that W-2 is not correct. Because I've seen so many times where W-2s are, in, are input erroneously, they're changed, they're altered. And I know this is not favorable information, but I am tired of our people not being able to file a return without something being done that's not supposed to be done. So if you file your W-2 and your W-2 does not match what's on those 1040 forms, and if you need help looking over your paperwork, I will help you. I don't charge to do that. But look over that paperwork. Make sure that it's correct. 
Because if those are wrong, if those are not correct, if they purposely alter those numbers to get you a higher refund, I promise you, it's going to hurt you and it's going to hurt you in a bad way. So make sure, make, I cannot stress this enough, make sure that your numbers on your W-2 match what has been submitted to the IRS. Again, that goes back to being vigilant and reviewing the paperwork. Never be afraid. Don't just blindly trust anybody, especially when you're talking about something like this. And this is something with, with the clients that I deal with, I am very open. I'm very transparent. They, they will tell you that I include them in, in everything. I want you to understand. You need to understand this process because, again, sometimes there is an oversight and there's nothing wrong with that. For those of you that are interested in being tax professionals, you really have to understand that this is really a serious business. This is not just, and that's why I wanted Charmaine to come back because again, just it's so much overlap between what we do. I see all type of issues uh, with uh, people and, 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 and the, they don't have the, the proper classification. They don't have the proper paperwork and all of that. And so then I have to refer them to people like Charmaine to get them on the right track. And so, again, I think this is um, a needed topic. We're probably going to have her back again <laughs> because I, I, know there, <laughs> I know that there are several things that we that we didn't touch on uh, that we really, really need to touch on. But what I wanted to make sure that we accomplished today is that we really help you understand why you should really avoid some of these tax schemes that people will pull you into under really the lure of getting an extra thousand dollars. I really wanted you guys to understand the impact of what you're doing. Eventually it's going to catch up. Eventually you are going to get caught. So Charmaine, as we close, is there any parting words or anything that you want to share before we go? Um, <clears throat> I would just say that, first of all, thank you guys so much for joining today and I know that you hear passion and you hear um, a lot of emotion in my voice when I speak on this subject. And I, because I got into this business because, and, and I, I'm not a person that just sees color over everything, but at the same time, our people in general, we fall short so much to, and we succumb so much to tax season is the come up season. Please, let's get out of that concept. Let's operate with integrity. Let's go to a tax professional that you know has your best interest at heart, not just who's going to line your pocket for a temporary fix. Um, let's educate ourselves. I'm actually going to be hosting some educational courses over the summer just on how to maintain good records. So during the season, you'll be doing the tax season, you'll be equipped with what you need to get your taxes done correctly and get a decent return. Um, just know that let's just get out of tax season being the come up season. And um, for anyone that has any other questions or that just want, makes, want to make an appointment with me um, for a free consultation, the information is posted there. Um, again, Ms. Latanya, thank you so much for understanding how passionate this is to me and what the tax industry means as a whole. And um, other than that, that's, that's it for me. Well, thank you for, for doing this and thank you for being willing to kind of come right back. Uh, I'm, I'm always honored when, when people are willing to share their expertise and share information. Because one thing about my business that I, I really uh, pride myself on is that 
you get an authentic experience. This is not about just wheeling you in, taking your money and seeing how much money that we can get out of you. It really is giving you great information. And so that if you do decide that you want to move on with the services now, you you are going fully informed, whether you utilize me, whether they utilize you, whether they utilize other professionals. We're just encouraging you to do that. Um, Charmaine has mentioned that she's going to be hosting some summer seminars. Go to her, Charmaine Stevens, Tax Professionals web uh, Facebook page. Like the page. I'm sure that the information is going to be there. You guys can, can uh, follow that and find out about that. Um, again, coming up, there are going to be some uh, brand protection seminars that I'm going to be hosting. And I'm going to have uh, tax professionals. I'm going to have credit professionals. You know, we're going to be having legal people. We're going to have everybody that is going to help you uh, and give you those resources. So again, you can follow our fan page or you can stay abreast at iprotectyourbrand.com. So I'll make sure that I put all of that information in the comments. For those of you that are watching live, thank you so much. Uh, if you think about something later, put your questions in the comments. We will be monitoring that all day. For those of you that are watching on the replay, thank you so much. Put your questions in the comment section or inbox us and we will respond to those questions all day today. We will be monitoring it all day today. And thank you guys so much for joining us. Get to Old Navy Saturday and Sunday just in time for back to school. Girls and boys polos are three bucks in stores only. Plus, Saturday only jeans are ten bucks for adults, seven bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid eight ten to eight eleven. Limit five polos. Select styles only. Get to Old Navy Saturday and Sunday just in time for back to school. Girls and boys polos are three bucks in stores only. Plus, Saturday only jeans are ten bucks for adults, seven bucks for kids at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid eight ten to eight eleven. Limit five polos. Select styles only.